0: We're learning the fourth Sicheh on Parsha Sveira in Chelek Tezayin on page 79. A Sicheh on the beginning of Makas Tzvardeya Vata'al HaTzvardeya. The shir today is being learned through the Nishmas Rav Yosef Ben Yomim and Rav Menashe Koltman. Vum Posig Vayeb HaAran Es Yodigoyme Vata'al HaTzvardeya Vata'al HaTzvardeya Vata'al Mitzrayim. So the Posig in this week's Parsha where it says that Aaron placed his hands on the the rivers of mitzrayim and vatala tzvadeya, the tzvadeya came up from the river and it covered that it's mitzrayim so rashi brings the two words vatala tzvadeya from the Posik. one is mefarash and he explains tzvardeya achas it says a singular term tzvadeya, so there was just one tzvardeya and the Mitzrayim were hitting this one tzvadeya, and what happened and it streamed forth swarms and swarms of frogs. That's the first pshat that Rashi quotes. There's a second pshat in Rashi, as the Rebbe indicates, which will be quoted soon as if But first to explain, what's Rashi coming to clarify here? In prashtos, so this simply is the Rashi Oisin Tzu Rashi is here to clarify, Why does the Apostolic say, a singular term? B'shas says Gavem a ribut When the whole Makkah was the fact that the entire land Mitzrayim was filled with tzvarden, as the pasuk says right afterwards. V'tachas ha'aretz Mitzrayim that it filled the whole of the Mitzrayim. The far is Rashi mifarish. So therefore Rashi explains as the chatchil is takke Gavem loyzein tzvadeya. In the beginning, when the Makkah began, there was just one tzvadeya. Nor durqdem v'shayim Makkah naisa. Then the Mitzrayim were hitting it. Had zich from had zich from zich alain. Aruz kegeben the chilim So it's on its own, swarms and swarms of Tzvardim, of frogs, came out of this one Tzvardeya. That's simply what Rashi is coming to clarify. Okay, as we'll see in the continuation of the sikha, the Rebbe will point out that there's really something else that Rashi is coming to explain in these two words of the Tal HaTzvardeya itself, not only because of the continuation of the Posik, but the Chassid's Eretz Yisrael, The hakad one tzvardeya cover the entire Eretz Because Rashi in the dibra Hamaskel stops on these two words, v'Tal Eretz and doesn't indicate that he's coming to explain how could that fit with the continuation, what the Chassid said Okay, now. What's the source of this? This question to explain what HaTzvardeya Lashen yachid means is, is already brought in the Gemara and in Medrash. In the Gemara and in Medrash, they stop on this point. Why does it say Zvardeya with the singular term? and there are two opinions in the Gemara. Rabbi Kiva, so Rabbah says, Zvardeya Acha says that there was just only one Zvardeya, similar to what Rashi says, but Rabbi Akiva says different As is indicated there in the Gemara before that what Rabbi Akiva is saying is that this one Svardeya gave birth in a supernatural way to all these many masses of tzvadim, and they covered the entire Eretz Mitzrayim. So not that it streamed forth by the Mitzrayim hitting it but it just gave birth in the supernatural way. Another opinion of the Gemara, Rabbi disagrees with Rabbi Kiveh and he says Like the Possek says there was one Tzfardeya in the beginning But then what happened was, Shark this one Tzfardeya whistled and the Himbo and all the other masses of uh, Tzfardim of the entire world came to Mitzrayim That's the second shot so Rashi's pshat is not any of these pshatim, not Rabbi Kiva and not Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. Rashi is saying a pshat which fits, which fits with a different medrash. from Fashtain. so the question is why does Rashi choose his pshat? And the Rebbe gives the following introduction. Pirish Rashi is doh ki so it's known that everything Rashi says is miyusud lefi pshutu shal mikra. It's all based on the simple pshat of the Pasek. On vibal tas kochu b'ri chol well, yaved nisla magone Hashem does not perform any miracles for no purpose. Izaklal v'sis mstaber oichem derech apshat am amal barucha. This is a concept which is also fitting to the simple interpretation of the psukim that you interpret apshat na pasik with this rule that we're not going to put a miracle into the pasik if it's a miracle for no purpose. So if so, it would logically follow to say as well, as oy payanes was hot parseet, even if the Posik is talking about a miracle that did occur. Is a vifumzogenumfaraj as their nest hot an unhalt and darkiateva sorry so as much as it's possible to explain that the miracle that the Pasak is speaking about still has some connection to the, the way this miracle developed is somehow connected, to some degree, to natural means, there's no reason to explain and, and, and accept that the miracle that the Torah speaks about is completely breaking the laws of nature because to interpret the pasik dafke in such a way that it has no development with any natural means whatsoever is is there's no reason for this extent of a nest to occur if it could be explained that the nest that happened has some connection to Teva so now coming back over here to explaining Vatal HaTzvardeya how this Makkah of Tzvardeya began Heint Rashi from Medrish. Why does Rashi specifically bring this pshat from the Medrish? As how you make noisa, nechilim that the Mitzrayim hit the tzfardeya, the one tzfardeya, and swarms and swarms streamed out of it. For sazanes such a type of miracle, as durachakah zoln from the reiskum and naye b'shafen nechilim just by hitting it, miraculously new swarms of tzfardim come out of it. Hot legamrin it kenon al t'ndarki has absolutely no connection. It's not. There's no development that's related to any means of nature. Be'ais erotke while Rashi has the option to explain what the Pasik is saying here. on according to what's brought in the Gemara and in the Medrash. Vidas either like Rabalaz of opinion, as the tzvadei a that there was once a that whistled and all tzvadeim in the world heard. Virashi taicha subdart. And Rashi explains what this means. That all the tzfardim, all the frogs in the world heard the voice of the whistling of this one Tzvardaya and came to Mitzrayim. Even if this itself, that all Tzvardim in the world hear the whistling of one frog in Mitzrayim, but it's nevertheless not such a wondrous miracle like saying that there was new creation of swarms of frogs that just miraculously are created out of this one frog. So that Rashi, that's one option to bring the blows of an Or at least Rashi could bring, like the opinion of Rabakive, as his Kal that this one Svardeya gave birth to many masses of frogs that covered the whole eretz Mitzrayim. Yes, this itself, of course, is a creation and a birth of so many frogs is a miracle. But nevertheless, this is not a kind of miracle that is not connected to means of nature at all. It's related to the nature of giving birth. That from the innards of the frog, it gave birth. Yeah, the number, the quantity of these frogs that covered all letters to time is unusual, but it's still, it's giving birth to other Zvardim. So instead, Rashi chooses the Pshat that it says in the Medrash, which is the most supernatural, not related to nature at all, that it just swarmed out of it by the Mitzrayim hitting it. Why is Rashi choosing Dafka this Pshat? Okay, so this is the Medrash that Rashi brings in the beginning. Rashi Then Rashi continues and says, This is the Medrash in this Pasuk. But now the simple pshat that we could say, what this pasuk is saying is as follows. That the swarming of frogs, that's re- referred to in the pasuk with a singular term. So when you read it doesn't mean the frog, which is one existence of a frog, but the swarming of frogs. That's, that's sort of one occurrence that happens and therefore that could also be referred to in a singular term. And Asher brings a proof of this. So similar later, like the makkah of kinim, the lice, the Pasuk over there also says vatehi hakinom. So it uses the term kinom, which is a singular term. Now what does that mean? It means harachisha, the creeping mass of lice. That's the taich of the singular term of kinim. So it's not referring to one lice, but it's rather referring to the creeping mass of lice. The creeping of the lice. And Rashi brings the French, the Laz, the for this. Okay. So the, that the child learning this should understand what Rashi is saying. He translates this also in French, which is referring to the creeping of the lice. So that's what it means over there. Af, vat, v- af, vatal so so too we could say here when the postic says vatal The singular term, it doesn't refer to one Svardea that came up But it means Which means The, the uh, swarming of frogs Swarming of frogs is in, in a singular term Okay, so the Rebbe actually will focus on, It's pretty unusual, but the Rebbe will explain What exactly Rashi is doing by bringing this laz, The old French uh, words for kinom and hatsvardeya in this context in this Rashi. We'll see. Okay, but this is the simple There are the, It did swarm many frogs came out right at the beginning of the Makkah. Why does it say a singular term? Because when it says, it means the swarming of frogs, that's said in a singular term. So the question here is, is the question here is, Rashi is always coming to explain the simple pshat of the Un On dan, when the prata kosov is nit only when the simple pshat of the d'aposik is not smoothly understood. So he brings a medrish that will settle the words that will explain what the Pasik is saying. So the question here is, V'i was da is Rashi magdim then Pirish was er Allen This is his medrash. Rashi here brings first the pshat that there was once vardeya and the mitzvim hit it, and he clearly himself says that this is the medrash. Far then Pirish was his Virashi shraib, pshutay, Before he brings the simple pshat that, that it meant the swarming of frogs, and that's also in a singular. That's the question. move on, but now there's another question here as well regarding this. That okay, let's see how the Rebbe goes through this here. Now, it will be well understood this, and the fact that Rashi has to bring a proof from the Makkah of Kinim that even though it's singular, could be referring to that one swarming of frogs. And therefore it uses a singular term here. It's moving so it's understood by Rashi has to prove this. Why? It's very difficult to say that the name Svardeya itself, which means a frog, that it's referring to the swarming of the frogs. It's not written in the Possek, the shit, it's the swarming, it doesn't say in the Possek, it just says Hat And more importantly, and this is the main thing that I will focus on. Und er the swarming of frogs is, is an occurrence or is a concept that is not unique about a frog. The, all of the creeping animals, this, this term, shiruts, they swarm, is this, the same terminology is used by all of them. So in other words, the is writing the word Svardeya, and it's not referring to the actual Svardeya itself. It's referring to the swarming of the Tzvardeia. Okay, but if, if it refers to the swarming, swarming has nothing to do with svardeya. Many other creeping animals also swarm. So, why? How could you say that the word svardeya is referring to the swarming? Yeah, the word svardeya can't refer to that. The So, this is why Rashi is bringing the proof from what we see by the Makkah of Kinem, by the lice, was that Taich kinam is Rechisha. The word Kinem over there means creeping, the creeping masses of lice. The word which means the creeping, that's not something which is unique about lice. All these other little insects also are creeping. But nevertheless, when the taita writes the word Kinem, it doesn't refer to that one lice, but it means the creeping of the masses of lice. So we see that the taita could be referring to this, the, the creeping of the lice, even though it doesn't indicate that at all. And not only that, creeping is something that's not unique about lice, but nevertheless, that's the meaning over there. And the other words, to say this in other words, if the way the Zvardim swarm would be different than the way other creeping animals swarm, is to say that Zvardeia, let's skip the parentheses for a second, meant that euch sein eisketelt sein spezielle Zyrutz. Sein ausgeteiltkeit, that is, sein speziellen Zyrutz if the fact was that the way the Sfardim, uh, are are developed or the way they are born and the way they swarm is something which is they swarm differently we're not talking specifically about being born, but the way they they come out from the nilus, and the way they swarm out of the nilus would be different than the way all other creeping animals swarm. So then, even though in the Pasuk it doesn't specifically say shirut, it just says tsvardeya, but tsvardeya would indicate the unique swarming of this tsvardeya. That's why it says in a singular term Going back now to the, to the parentheses, the Rebbe says when the title uses the word Sfardeya, we can say punkt vi es main tem The Tsfardea means this particular sherf, the Tsvardea the frog, which is from the different from all other kind of creeping animals, in in its appearance, in its behavior, and so on. So so too, we could say that it's also different, that it has a unique way how it how it swarms, a unique behavior in its swarming. So even though the pasuk doesn't say the term shirutz, it just says Tzvardeya, but Tzvardeya means the unique behavior of the Tzvardeya. So that could be referring to, in the singular term, the swarming of the Tzvardeya. Now the Rebbe adds over here, and this is something the Rebbe will focus on primarily in the next is, it? Even though this is not smooth in the word Tzvardeya itself. Because even if the pasuk is not going to mention the word shirutz, just Svardeya itself, and we'll say that Tsvardeya indicates the swarming because it's a unique swarming, which is the unique nature of the behavior of the Tsvardeya, but nevertheless that's not Svardeya. Tsvardeya me is the name of the frog, the name of the animal itself. It should have been indicated somehow, some kind of a difference in the word itself. al by Kinim. Similar to what we find by Kinim, steht kinom. Over there it doesn't say kinim, it says kinom. So there's a change in the vowelization of the word Come on, as the Rebbe will explain soon. So over here it does not change the vowelization. here it just says Svar So therefore this is not completely smooth. Okay, but we'll see, as I said, we'll see that point point in siv Gimel. But now the thing is though, that this fact is though is not true. The swarming of frogs is no different. There's nothing unique about the nature of swarming of frogs than any other schrotzim, other creeping animals. It's the same term of Shiruts, of swarming, that's used regarding all these creeping animals. So there's, there's, it's not something that's, which is unique to the appearance or the behavior, that is, of the, of the Tzvardea so it's difficult to say that the word Svardeya means It's referring to something which is the same by all other creeping animals. The far is the Raivatiya Kinem canal, so therefore Rashi has to bring the proof from kinim that by kinim it's the same thing. The the creeping of the kinim is is not is not the same. Sorry, is the same, like all other creeping animals. And nevertheless, the title when it says vatiya kinam in a singular term, is referring to the creeping of the kinem. So that's understood. But the question over here is, this is move on. Favos is by Rashi Poshet, as vatiya Kinim main So now let's compare what Ashi says here regarding Tsefardeya to what Rashi says regarding kinim. When it comes to Tsvardeya, Rashi is unsure about this, and Rashi is bringing you a proof from kinim. When it comes to kinim, though, over there, it's obvious to Rashi that the meaning of Atehiyah, kinom means the Rechisha, the creeping of the masses of the lice. Rashi, mit from so Rashi is just satisfied by saying that kinom over there means the creeping of the lice. And Breitnit ken of them, doesn't bring any proof for this. Breitnit can Tzveten Pirish, he doesn't bring a second Pshat, like Rashi does here. By Vatala Tsvardeya, but over here regarding the Tsvardeya, because of the problem that the Rebbe says we have, that the word Svardeya does not indicate the creeping of the tzvardeya or the swarming rather of the tzvardeya. Here Rashi brings this and only as a second shot, as yeshloimar, it could be said shiritz loshin that the, the swarming of the tzvardeya is in a singular term the swarming of the tzvardeya, and this is an unusual expression in Rashi loimar this is like, if, if those that are familiar with learning Taiswis in the Gemara, that's usually the expression Taisus uses. But Rashi uses this expression, it could be said that it's sfardaya as Lashi Yechilis. So why is Rashi sort of hesitant, or he's saying this as a novelty, that we can apply this to the word sfardaya when it comes to Kinom, there Rashi just says it simply, that that's the, exp- that's the meaning of the words, Vatiya Kinom. So, the Reb explains as follows, bringing from the Mefarshim here, Mepharshim's an in masbare. So the Mefarshim explain why Rashi is so sure about the Pshat of Vatiyakinam. As Rashi is What's forcing Rashi to say that we see in the word of the Pasik itself that Vatihiyakinom refers to the creeping of the kinem, not the kinem itself, but the, the creeping of it is fundem Vazdaloshin is kinam, nun kumutso, the fact that there's a comet under the nun of this word. So it's a change in the word itself. So it's it not the, the, the plural of lice. And it's also not the singular of right of lice, which is kino. So what's this word kinom? So therefore this is not the name, the noun, which is the name of kinem, whether it's many kinem or even one. It refers to the creeping of the kinem. So that's indicated in the, in the fact that the Torah changed the, the Nakuda by writing kingdom And then let's move on. So now based on this, what the Mufarshim explained here, we could understand the Ariches and Rashi, how he is bringing this and applying this back to Tzfardea, why Rashi presents it and writes it the way he does. As the far is das King fuller so therefore really... From kinim, it's not a full proof as echtsvardeya means shirat That tzvardeya also means the swarming of tzvardim. Vibal das from the vatal hatsvardeya because in the word tzvardeya in the pasuk, there's no change in the vowelization in the nekuda of tzvardeya is nitok and echoch as this meant tap is andish videnomen from tzvardeya balashon yachid. There's no indication that this is referring to anything other than tzvardeya, the tzvardeya, which is one singular one tzvardeya. And this is also the precise words in Rashi here that we can see that Rashi is proving it from Kinem but at the same time applying it to Tzvardaya is a novelty. And Rashi is saying that we can possibly also say that this applies by Tsvardeya. So he brings it from Kinnam, and then Rashi says, So too we could apply this to on Gruni sorry, and Rashi here adds the, the French, that it's Green Lira. So what's the point? Why is Rashi adding this French? So the, here the Rebbe focuses on this Laz of Rashi. Why is it necessary for Rashi to bring the French of this? And the Rebbe explains why it's a problematic. Rashi never translates uh, frogs in French. It's brought already in the Torah before a few times. Is the so why doesn't Rashi do that? Because it's understood, as pirish Tzfardim is that the meaning of Tzfardim is known to one to the one that's learning. Is So after Rashi says that the meaning of tsvardeya in this pasik means the swarming of the tzvardim, and the translation of the word shirts, the swarming. So that's something that we also know from before, that the earth swarmed with Tzvardim, it already says that before. So now we need a translation for the word Tzvardeya. Now we need a translation for the word Shirutz. So what exactly? So why is Rashi bringing this old French over here? Okay, now, it, apparently in this way the way that everybody understands this, you cannot say that Rashi found this word in French that in a singular term, means the swarming of frogs. That's not the fact. If, if you know French, I guess that's just not the fact. So that's not what Rashi means. So then why is Rashi bringing this word of grino Apparently in French, this word of grino means the swarming of the Tzvardin. But why does Rashi have to tell you the French translation if it's self-understood? the de bavar So, But now, based on the point that the Rebbe is saying here, that applying the pshat that he says regarding Kinan. Is not so simple to applying it back to Tsvardeya because by kinim the Torah changed it to kinom. Over here the Torah just writes the word Tsvardeya without changing the word. We can understand why Rashi is quoting the French to point out the chiddush of what he's saying. Tsvardeya the laz is greenily. Tsvardeya just the word Tsvardeya itself, the frog is greenily. For veis the ben that the child learning this knows while does is doch zain that's his language and that ever says this is in French and it's actually not only in Old French which is most of the laws in Rashi but even in French today it's Grinoli. I'm sure it's not pronounced exactly Grinoli if you'll ask someone to pronounce it in today's French but it's pretty much this. I spoke to someone that speaks French he says that yeah that this is this is basically what it is. When you want to speak about the swarming of the Tzvardim So even in French you can see that it's not exactly the same word it's going to be a different word. You add something. Green olira. And now, similar to the way this is in the Chumish regarding the kinim. Videshinu kinom. instead kinim. Switching the word from kinim to kinom. Val ze in zayn bala. Similar would be regarding the French of the, of the lice. So over there, it's not lice and the swarming or the creeping of the lice is not exactly the same word. So Rashi here is bringing you regarding the Tzvardeya. That even though in the French... We can see that the frog and the swarming of the frogs is not exactly the same word, but from Testwagon, nevertheless, we're gonna say here that that even though the tailor is writing the word Sfardeya, the same word Sfardeya without changing it, it's the same word Sfarde, which means the frog. Is there Grinu Lira Nevertheless, the meaning is. The swarming of the frogs and not their frog, even though there should be a shinny in the possek, and there isn't. But nevertheless, that is the pshat and the possek over here. Okay, but now you may wonder, if so, why is there any proof whatsoever from kinim to our possek? By kinim, the to switched the word from kinim to kinom. Here, it's the same word of Tzvardea, which means the frog. So how are we proving anything from kinim? So the explains, there's still a proof here the on, mit kinam. What we're proving from there is that the Torah refers to the creeping of the kinem, with the term kinam, and it doesn't indicate the creeping. Nit nit mit The creeping is not a nature that's related at all to the kinem, that's a creeping of all kinds of creeping beings. And nevertheless, the word kinem it means the creeping. Was das is the equishwedigheid in a Kinem, onfatzva, onf, onf, als That's really the main problem that Rashi has with saying that kinem means the creeping or Tzvardeya means the swarming of the frogs. There's the other point that Rebbe pointed out that Tzvardeya it's the same word that we're using whether we're referring to the or the swarming of the tzvardea or by kinim, it's the same, it, oh well over there it's actually the tightest switch the word but really the main question here is there's no remes in the Pasik to the swarming or the creeping and nevertheless by kinim, even though there's no remes that is referring to creeping because creeping is not a unique nature of the kinim itself but that's what it means is So that's the proof and Rashi says we could similar say over here as well as That here as well the word Svardeya refers to the swarming of the tzvardim. That's the proof of Rashi. Okay, so after all of this we understand what the Pshat and the second Pshat of Rashi is and that how Rashi is putting this into the word Tzvardea now so according to all of this we will we would be able to explain and answer the question that i have had here on this why is rashi bringing the, posh, the pshat of the word after he brings the medrish so we could explain is because the simple shot of the pasach is not so smooth and it's not, even so, we're not, it's, not, it's not even so forced to say like it is by the case of kinim. By kinim, because the Torah switched the word to kinim, so that, that shows us that the Torah means something else. Over here, though, there's no change in the word and therefore it's not so smooth in the word Svardeya itself. Okay, so we can understand why Asher brings the matters first. Aber, but the Rebbe comes there and, sh- and points out an unbelievable thing, just one word in Rashi which will show us that this is not the reason why Rashi brings the Pshat of Pshutai after the Medrish. In Emerson, Kemenid the truth is though we cannot say that this is the reason. As not to leave them was Rashi Magdim, then then pirish that this is the only reason why Rashi brings the Medrish first before brings the Pshat of Svartim, the swarming of the Svartim. Well, by Haggadim, the Rebbe gives the following introduction, when you see when Rashi brings a simple pshat and Rashi himself tells you that this is this simple pshat, there are two ways that Rashi says this. When Rashi wants to tell you that the pshat he's telling you fits with the simple pshat, and it's not just a drash, it's not expounding on the Pesach out of the pshat, but so Rashi has two ways how he expre- expresses this. Aleph Vienunzufal, in our case, Rashi says Upshutai, and it's pshat. That's it. Beis Upshutishal mikra. Other times Rashi says that this is the Pshat of the Posik, the, posh, the Pshat of the whole mikra here. So what's the difference? The Khilixushai is moving in pastures. The difference between these two expressions is very simple and understood. The Eisrogu Pshutish Shem Mikra. The Pshat when Rashi, when Rashi says this is the Pshat of the Pasik, main as the Pirish is Leit Pshat from the Mikra that the Pshat that he's telling you now is the simple understanding of the whole pasik from them from them Kholas Dikenteichen Akasim of the general content of this pasik. That Kegn der Loshin U Pshuttoi when Rashi says and this is the, it's simple Pshat on them Sim si Shem Mikra without the conclusion of saying the whole post here main is from them this is the simple meaning of just this word itself other Indian or whether it's a subject that rashi is discussing but not necessarily the context of the entire posik. Which rashi is speaking about closing it could be that it's still not fitting with the general content of the past that's what the meaning of Pshutai is. So here, what does Rashi say? Rashi brings the second Pshat and he says, Pshutai, what's the simple Pshat of the word Svarteya"? So the problem over here is, is benidin didan. So what should come out of here in our case is as follows. Oi, onnemen, as was is pirish pirish pshutai. If, we'll accept the point that we said before. Why does Rashi bring the medrish? that they hit it and swarms of frogs came up? So why is he bringing that before the simple pshat that it just means the swarming of frogs? is the far, val the taich, chiris And the reason is because the actual translation of this warming of frogs in the word of Tsvardeya, lit nit in var it's just not there in the actual word of tzwardaya. So the issue that Rashi has is with the actual word tzwardaya. That's the problem with the second pshat. And in that sense, the first shot is better because the first pshat is more literal in the actual word. Hat just one tzwardaya. like like in was a from just one if that's the shot, rashi Zogin. so then when Rashi brings the second shot, so what should Rashi say? that he's only bringing you the second shot because this is the simple translation of this word stam fun this word here. The swarming of the Tzvarde and the advantage of this Pshat is that it's a simple translation of the word, because it's not. Rashi should be saying that true, according to the Medrash, that is the simple translation of the word Tzvarde, that there was actually only one Svardeya. But the second Pshat he's bringing you is more in the context of the Pesach. It's more the simple Pshat, the swarming of the frogs that covered the entire Mitzrayim. To says that what this means is, why? Is the, this Pshute mikra? Why is the second shot more fitting with the context of the Pshute, even though the word itself is not better understood than the first pshat? out, as I've already pointed out earlier, the remez, there's no hint in the Pshute, seemingly in pasach, in the continuation of the Psych. In other words, we're not just focusing on the word, but if you look at the continuation of the Psych, there's no hint the nest to this nest that the Madras says that they hit it and, and the streams of, of frogs came out. The far is at the erish, the like like So therefore, the first pshat, which is according to the medrash, anes anes that's taught according to understanding the Pasik with drash. So and so, so that's the drash which is not fit with the context of the whole pasuk that doesn't indicate this miracle. What Rashi should be saying is, but if you want to look at the, posh, the Pshat of the whole context of the Pshat that doesn't indicate this miracle That the meaning of Vatala means that it was swarms, the swarms of frogs that came out from the Nilus. That's what Rashi should have said. But, it's, but the second Pshat is not actually better understood in the actual word Tzvardeya. As the Rebbe pointed out already before, it's not smooth at all to say that the word Tzvardaya means the shiruts of the Tzvardin. So why is Rashi saying Upshutai, that this is the pshat of the word, as opposed to mikra? Seemingly that's the only advantage that it has over the first pshat, which is not Pshutai in the context of the whole Pasik. We don't find this miracle mentioned here in the Pasik. Okay, the Rebbe now here in the next sif will point out a, another big question that the Mufarsham have on this Rashi. And this will actually explain to us that the first pshat that Rashi brings from the Medrish does have a certain advantage, not only regarding the meaning of the word, but also regarding the context of the whole pasuk. So, no in Pirish Rashi. There's another question here, a very strong question that the Mepharsham ask on Rashi. Rashi laying in Onet Parshish Vayishlach. Rashi himself already translated in the beginning of Parshish Vayishlach as Derech Eretz Loima al Shvorim Har Beshoi. The way people speak when they refer to many oxen, they refer to it as one, a singular, one ox. That explains why it says there, Vayahili Shayvach Amor, that it's just one. As Mekhen Rufan Asach, fun Ein Min, Balashin Yochit al Shema Min. You can refer to many with a singular term that it's one because we're referring to this. To this kind, to this species. We're not referring to all the many of it, but we're referring to the Min. If so, Rashi should explain here simply that when it says in the singular term, it means many swarmed out of the nilus. The reason it says singular is because it's referring to the Min of Tzvaradeh, like Rashi himself already said, regarding the term Shor in Parsha Vayishlach. So the mafarshim answer and explain why Rashi doesn't say this here, as by is doshver, the shinia in posik is because here Rashi is really coming to address the change in the expression of this word tzvardeya regarding the whole posuk. But Rashi is not only bothered by the one word hatsvardeya that it says, but in the context of the posik. In from the parsha dermont rabn in the continuation of the parsha when it talks about this make. So the Zvardim are mentioned here 10 times, and it's always in the plural term of yachid. So why is the Teyre here the first time, or this time actually, I'm not, I don't think it's the first time, it already speaks before about the Makkah. Why is the Teyre this time changing and using a singular term, Vatal, that this Zvardaya, one Zvardaya came up. That's really what's bothering Rashi. So there's a question in the context of the change of the other times in the psukim here, where it uses the term Sfard. Is the fungidrungen? So from this, Rashi says we can prove as main nito min that over here when it says it's not referring to once al shema min because then it would have said the same by all the other times. Nor the pasuk main The reason why the Torah is stressing over here. That it was once fardeya because here when we're speaking about how the maki began, so it's saying the singular term because this is how it happened right in the beginning, that there was once far that he brings from the medrish, that there was once fardeya and they hit this once fardeya, so rashi is bringing the medrash to answer a question that there is not only in the singular term of this word, but in the context of the pasuk here the change why here it says the singular term. Let is move on. So, according to this, it's understood. As the Piddish Hamedrish, that the Pshat that Rashi is bringing from the Medrish, yes, we're expounding on the Pshat, and it's not the simple meaning of the Pshat. This Pshat has an advantage in the meaning that in the second Pshat that Rashi says, that the singular term means the swarming of the Pshatim. Also, because of the context of the Psukim here, Pshutish mikra. Not only the pshat of this word, but the first pshat has an, adva- an advantage besides the advantage in the word itself, which I've already explained before, but it also has an advantage in the context of the psukim. It's only according to the pshat of the medrish, is verstandig, for vosdo vatal beloshin yachid. We could understand why it says only here this term, vatal hatsvadeya, in the singular term beloshin yachit. Now you may ask, wait a minute, doesn't this answer? Isn't this question answered also according to the second shot of Rashi? The second shot of Rashi is what Talat Zvadei refers to the swarming of the Zvadei. So, because we're talking about the beginning of the Makkah, how they swarmed, so that's why it says Hatzvadei Loshin Yachidir. So, can't we say that even according to the second shot of Rashi, this question is answered as well? The change of why here it says this different than all the other times Loshin Rabin. So the Rebbe explains, no, it will not. According to the second shot, this question is not fully answered but according to the second shot that Rashi brings. That it refers to shiruts the swarming of the tzfardim, hagam as oich loytem pirish vet faremfit. Yes, it does partially answer the question of why the Torah is saying here loshen yachid. For vasa state nit umetumim parasha loshen yachid. Why the Torah doesn't always say in the singular term varom the loshen yachid passed nor done when it's reds of eng because the loshen yachid is only possible when we're talking about the beginning of the market when they swarmed out of the nilos and the rest of the Markets not talking about how it swarmed out of the Nilis, so there it is. No, the, the Pasik can't use the term B'loshin Yachid, so it does partially answer this question. Okay, so that's why Rashi is bringing specifically this pshat and not the pshat that he brought in Parsh's Vayishlach. Is aber However, there will be another question here according to the second shot of Rashi, and therefore the second shot does not really answer why it says here the singular term, if we'll say it's referring specifically to the swarming, how it came out. Why not? Because the question is, it should have always used the plural term, and including here, even when it speaks about the swarming of the frogs when it originally came out, but still. It could use the plural term over here as well. True, all other times when the Titus speaks about Svardaya, it can't use the plural term because over there we're not talking about how it swarmed out of the Nilos. Over there it just says Svardom, many, many Tsvardem that filled the whole that it's But even here when it uses the when it's speaking about the swarming of the frogs in the beginning of the Makkah, it still could use the plural term. And the Rebbe says as we see right here in the continuation of the possek the loshen yochido isn't glatic. the loshen yachid, using the singular term of tzvardeya regarding the swarming of the turn the swarming of the frogs is not smooth why gleich nochtem vayasu even when the possek speaks about when the Midstream themselves the chatumim of the midstream, the sorcerers of the of the mitzryim, they themselves also created this makke by bringing out the swarming of the Tzva'adim of the Nilos. So there it does say the plural term. So even regarding the swarming, when it comes out of the Nilos, the Torah uses the plural term. You could use the plural term regarding the swarming. So why doesn't the Torah use over here as well regarding the swarming this Loshanab? That's the question that remains according to the second question. So that's the advantage in the first pshat. According to the first pshat, the Tzva'adim is answered. Why it says Tzva'adim? According to the second shot, it's partially answered. We understand that this place is different. We're talking about the swarming. And therefore, it's different than the rest of the times. But other times, it's impossible to say, tzvar, tzvar dey because it's not talking about the swarming. But on the other hand, though, when it, we talk about the swarming, the Torah talks about the swarming of the Tzvaradim twice. When the Maka was done through Aaron. And then when the Khartumim did it. By the Khartumim, even regarding the swarming, it also says, rabim. So here the question becomes, what's the difference between these two places? And the author of the Rebbe points out that this question is not as strong as a question as if you compare it to all the other times when the Taita says another ten times when the Taita says the term tzvadin. That's a much bigger question, and that's why Rashi b'chalal doesn't bring the pshat of the min because then you, you'll have the question speaking about the min. That's something the Taita could have said all the time. But speaking about the swarming of the tzvadin, we have the Taita speaking about this twice when Aaron did the makkah and when the Khartoumim copied this, and for some reason, the second time it says and the first time it says yachid. So that still remains a question. So the first shot of Rashi, the medrish is better understood both in the word Tsvardeya itself, but even also in the pshutah mikra on the context of the pasuk when it switches tzvadei loshen yachid from the loshen rabim and all the other Psukim. On the fa Rashi So this explains why Rashi brings the, the, the pshat only as a second shot. On the medrish is the Erste on Iker Shalmikra. Not only the Pashti of the word, but also the Pashti in the context of the Shinui, in the change of this word from all the other times when it says Tzvartim in the Pasik. However, this doesn't yet answer the question that we've asked before. Why Rashi uses the word when he describes why he's bringing the second shot, Rashi says, this is Pshutai. This still doesn't answer the question we asked before. is the So what's the advantage in the second pshat? Why Rashi seems to be saying that there's an advantage in the second pshat? In the words, in the words of more than the pshat of the medrish. According to what we're saying here, the advantage of the first pshat is in the words Fardeya. And also in the context of the pasik, why it changes to the singular Tzvardeya. What's the, what's the maila in the second pshat? There's a certain maila in the posseh, in the context of the whole pasik, as I have already pointed out before, because there's no indication in the pasik to this miracle that the first pshat says. But there is no advantage in the second pshat regarding the word Tzvardeya. So why is Rashi saying Pshutoy, this is the pshat of the word itself? Okay, so the Rebbe here will explain this, and as you already see indicated in the way the Rebbe asks the question here, the Rebbe says that how is it that the second pshat is pshutoy in taich from the werter vatal So now the Rebbe will point out that Rashi brings from the Postik these two words, vatal hatsvardaya. So apparently the second pshat is taken not necessarily more poshit regarding the word vardaya itself, but it's more poshit in the words vatal hatsvardaya. Let's see is the beard in them, so the explanation here is as follows. There's actually another point yet that Rashi really is coming to explain. What Rashi here is coming to clarify in the pasik is It's not only the difficulty that there's a change, that all of a sudden before it said Svardim and all of a sudden now it says Svardeya. But the question actually is even more that lashin vatalat zvardeya, the lashin yachid. When it says here vatalat zvardeya, that once zvardeya came up using the singular term, is eichen stira. This is a contradiction. Some anzag from the Ma'ibush and Aaron of reading the pasuk. This is a contradiction to the command that it says earlier in the pasuk that Hashem commanded Aaron. The word vhaal is and you bring up all the tzvardim, the swarms of tzvardim. So how could the pasuk now say vatal that all Aaron did is So the Rebbe explains now that this term vaha'al is unique regarding this makkah. When it says that you bring up the tzvardim, tzvarde- tzvarde- unlike what it says by the makkah of Abu nite and there it says va or viyaal, I think I'm not sure exactly how it's read, but over there it doesn't say the ha'al, you bring it up, but it says viyal, you put your hands with the stick towards the heaven and viyal it'll come up. That's what it means there. Well not that it's about the of the Similar it says the other makis, it ever brings into the order. So but over here it says the haal, speaking to Adam, you should bring up all the tswarden. Is move on as it says with Aaron. What was the mitzvah? What was Aaron commanded to do? Is need to put your hands below your on your shoulders, on your chest, your It's not just limited to the preparation and bringing the the tzfar up by placing your hands, and then the tzfar will come up on their own. Nor addafes oisvirim bis tzariv bring the tzfar them bepoil mamish in a ribui v'hallas at them. That this is part of what Aaron Aaron has to do. That Aaron has to bring up all the Tsvarim. Whatever that includes, he has to keep the, the stick there and it miraculously will until all the Tsvarim come up. But if so the question is, vi es given, how did Aaron fulfill this command? Baisl is given and from Vatal, ain't when Aaron put a stick there and only one Tzvardeya came up. That's really the question of here. How did Adam fulfill this mitzvah that the said, that you should bring up all the Tzvardeim? The far is Rashi So therefore Rashi explains, So Rashi explains that yes, there's one Tzvardeya, but the Mitzvim hid it, and it, it streamed from it, streams and streams of Tzvardeim. What does this mean? What does the word mathezes really mean? This is a unique word, and here the Rebbe will explain what's the diak of this word. When Aaron put his hand. So, what did he bring up? Only one. Es. was Mateles, Matezes but this was one Zatsva that Matezes. Matezes means that it swarmed, or maybe the, the translation of Matezes would mean it sort of splashed, it sprayed and splashed out of it. The Rebbe translates it it sprays or splashes out of it. What's the uniqueness of this word? Al Derech, viaz Meklapt Al Meme Mitzrayim. It's just like if you take a stick and you actually bang the water spritzt Wasser What happens? The water splashes What happens is, the term Matazas, spritz, does not mean that there's more water that's created from the existing water but that the water itself splashes and sort of splits into many drops of water so too was regarding the Tzvardea that came out from the water of Mitzrayim that what happened is it was like a one Svardea, but that very one Tzvardea itself splashed and split into many Tzvarde And now the Rebbe adds And therefore it makes no difference who it is that hit, these, uh, hit this Tzvardea that is the far is Rashi mashmit demvard hoyu mitzrayim. Therefore, Rashi actually skips this word that it says in the Medrash that it was the Mitzrayim that hit this one Svardeya. They were sort of annoyed by this massive frog, and therefore they hit the tzvardeya trying to kill it. That's what you would seem the Medrash is trying to say. And instead, not only did they not kill it, it actually produced more. Zvardin. but Rashi, so seemingly that's, that's a detail in, in the what the market what happened here. But Rashi skips that because that's not the point. That the midstream hit it. The point of here is to explain that this one svardeya itself splashed and split into many sfaradim, and therefore Kayan is fulfilling the Halas at sfaradim by this one svardeya that's now splashing into many. So this answers the first question in the siche: Why Rashi is choosing specifically this pshat and not the other pshat, pshatim that it says in Gemara and Medrash? Why Rashi doesn't explain like in the Gemara the Medrash, which is either as bo, Rabbi Allah pshat that this tzvardeya whistled and the other tzvardim came, or the mala that it it swarmed and it, it gave birth. And it filled the entire Mitzrayim. While, like them, Veto is coming, because according to that it would come out, as Aaron had the Pile aufgebracht, nicht mehr wie ein Zvadayah. The Aaron brought up just one Zvadayah. So he didn't at all fulfill the Mitzvah that Abisha said, Vehaal. Und der Libuyah Zvadim, and the many Zvadim. That then followed later, or That's something that the frog by itself whistled or It gave birth to many So he did not fulfill the mitzvah of to bring up the many so The farm was Rashi bringing So therefore Rashi brings the pshat. That it says in another medrish, Matzas Nechilim, that this one tzfardeya itself that Adam brought up, it split or splashed into many So therefore, that's to some extent a fulfillment of the Vahaal. Even though the pile was just one tzfardeya that came up, but this very one tzfardeya split into many In the end of the sicha, we'll see the Rebbe says that this is not yet a full fulfillment of the mitzvah to some extent okay we'll see when we okay but but this but rashi brings this because according to the other pshatim so aaron did not fulfill the mitzvah at all haal the, es the okay so now bringing this back over here to what the postik says when it says that how when aaron fulfills what abish the commands of him that's what the postik is really coming to say that what did aaron do he took the stick and he and he fulfilled what Hashem told him. He took the stick and vayait aran as yoda and vatalat tsadeh that he fulfilled what Hashem told him. Now Vibal, the Postgre Zakbi Ferish. As that tsi visa aran is given, vahalas at Svardim Loshan Rabi. The Pastig says specifically that the mitzvah was that he should bring up many tzvarden, plural. Muslim So the pasik at least should be hinting how Aaron fulfilled this. That's similarly what the Pasik, that's is what the pasuk is coming to say. He took the stick and he put it, he uh, hit it on the nilos and the tzvadeya came up. So where is hinted over here in the la- language of the Pasik itself that he fulfilled the mitzvah of bringing up many tzvadey? Is the beard in them? So the explanation is, and here we focus on the word vatal the words Vatala could be translated in two ways. Aleph one and the simpler way to translate this is tzvardeya is Ofkigan. The Tswardeya came up. But be is another way to translate Vatala Tsvardeya als mafil. It caused to come up. The had gemacht This tzvardeya caused others to come up under tzvardim. Vatal had tzvardeya. This this zvardeja caused coming up of tzvardim. That's another way to tish the word vatale. Of course, that's not the simple shot of the but it could be tish this way. We're, we're explaining here how we would interpret this pasuk according to the medrash. Und di tzvei in pirish piris a so These are the two details here that we have to touch the word vatal according to the medrish. Aleph, as Adam eins overgebracht, ein one is that the word Vatal means that Adam brought up one Zvardeia. And Beis, as this Zvardeia had meilige menandere. But if we hear Vatal will mean that he also, this Zvardeia, caused others to come up. So, werden are ongedated in the two So these two details, according to the Madrish, is hinted in the two ways of how to interpret the word vatal ale vatal which is tzvadeah that there was just one tzvadeah, and also vatal means matzes nechilim nechilim that this one tzvadeah came up, it it, it was it, it caused to come up more and more, it was splashing more and more of the swarms uh, streams of this tzvadeh. So that these are two. So the medish basically is being machadish that the word vatal has two meanings in it. Now we'll understand another point here. Why does Rashi bring this drash? This pshat on vatala tzvadeya that he that it, it streams of tzvadeim came out of it. Why Rashi brings on these two words vatala tzvadeya? Why Rashi doesn't explain this? So what the Rebbe is indicating over here is. Why does Rashi just bring these two words from the Pasuk, Vatalat Tzvardeya. Vatalat Tzvardeya itself is not really the only question that we have here. The question is, how does one Tzvardeya cover the entire Eretz Mitzrayim? How is that possible? I mean, besides the question that the Rebbe said, that already in the words Vatalat Tzvardeya itself, there is a question, because before in the Taira it already says Tzvardeim. And the command was Tzvardeim. But if you hear in this Pasuk, when it says Vatachas Eretz Mitzrayim, so seemingly... V- v- Rashi should also say his pshat regarding that the the that's the only way you can cover the entire es mitsrayim. But Rashi doesn't bring the continuation of the Pasik. So rather, Rashi is coming to explain the meaning of the words vat'alat That according to the medrash, we're adding a second shot vat'alat means that this zvardeya came up, but also that it caused to come up. It caused all the other tzwardeim to stream from it. So, 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 and, and the re- so, again, the reason why this is hinted in the words Vatal is because that's the whole point of the pasuk here, to tell us how Adam fulfilled Hashem's command. So, we have to say, according to the Medrish, that this is the meaning of Vatal Hatzvadeh. But now, we'll understand, going back to what the Rebbe asked before, why, when Rashi brings the second Pshat, Rashi says, the second Pshat is actually the Pasha Pshat of the words Vatal Hatzvadeh. The advantage of the second shot is not only regarding the context of the pasik, that there is a miracle that is not indicated in the pasik. that the first pshat says and according to the second shot, we don't have to rely on this miracle but this is actually also more simpler in the words of the Pasik. here Hotan In now. so the pshat that Rashi brings from the Medrish can be put into the words of Atal but Rashi says that this is just Medrash. We're going to have to say that these two different interpretations and parts of what happened there regarding the Vatala Tzvadea have been They both actually happened. There was one Tzvadea that came up and that that, that one Tzvadea caused others to come up. this is not learning it's not the pshat of a word. When the Torah says a word, it's not including two different pshatim. Vatal at means one thing. Vitzvadeh came up. To say that Vatal means two different things is not the simple pshat of the pasik, It's only the Meddash of the pasik. Like Pshutoy. But if you want to translate the words, the words Vatal at Tzvadeh itself, Tafes getaitshveren oif it has to be translated just in one way. Vatal vatachas. Vatal means just like vatachas later in the pasuk, and it covered. So learning as beloshin yachid should If vatal, if means that it came up, and it doesn't mean that it caused to come up, which would point to the pesha of the medesh, that it it's it, it, uh, splashed more tsfardem from it. But vatal just means that it came up, just like vatachas. So then we'll have to say that how does it say Loshin yachid? And the answer is Tshiris The streams of Tzvardim is, or, or uh, the um, the swarming of Svardim is Yachit. Is okay, so that explains why the second pshat is, is based on the words, the Vatal unlike the first pshat, that you have to put two meanings into the words Vatal Atzvardeya in order to explain how Adam fulfilled his mitzvah. For this again, but nevertheless, the Rebbe concludes this Indian here, going back to things that we already brought earlier in the Sikh: Brings Rashi al zveiten Pirish. Rashi only brings the second shot as a second shot. On the Ikri is medrashay. The main shot is the first shot, even though it's medrish. vile for the following two reasons, which we pointed out before, Aleph number one, mitzadet Looking at the context of the psukim here is the pirdish Medrish mer masim to mikra. So the Pshat of the Medrish fits more with the context of the Psukim as the Rebbe explained before. Dafka, according to the Medrish, we have fully answered why it changes Svardeya from tzvardim, Dim, and Rabim into other places. Whereas according to the second Pshat that it refers to swarms, the swarms of the tzvardim, it doesn't explain why when the Khartumim did so, it of there it does use a plural term. And Bays, another point we said before already, oyrth etzim optach, from Var Svardeya, also the very translation of this one word, Svardeya, the frog. Is from It's much smoother according to the Medish, that it was actually just one frog. Vilatin as meant, shit, Then the Pshat that it says, according to the second shot that it means the swarming of the frogs, canal Siv that I've explained it at length before that even though it actually proves it from what it says by Kinim, but it's not the same by Sfardeya, where there's no shini in the word, and it's not smooth in the word Sfardea. But again, even though the word Sfardeya in that sense is less understood than the first pshat, but the two words of vatalatzvardeya, the simple pshat of these words to say that Aaron fulfilled the mitzvah is dafka according to the second pshat, not according to the first pshat. And according to the first pshat, the only way you have a rem is in the pasuk that Aaron fulfilled what he was told vhalas hatsvardim is by saying that vatal hatsvardeya includes two pirushim that it came up and it caused to come up more, and therefore, in that sense, the second pshat is actually pshutoy the pshat of this word. Of, or of these words, these two words of Atal Rashi, A deeper thing, a deeper point in the wine of Teirah that we could see here in Rashi. There's a rule that Chazal tells us, and Rashi brings this later also on Parshish Ekev. One that begins a mitzvah, we tell him that he should be the one to complete it. Um, and this goes very far, that Chazal even warned about the very harsh punishments, God save us, Was them, when a person begins a mitzvah and he has the opportunity to complete it and he does not. So now the devil will apply this, as we'll see back over here, to what we're speaking about, Aaron fulfilling his mitzvah of that he should be the one to bring up the Tzvaradim. The and this actually is applied even more so when you're learning Tata with another Yid. Dav you have to learn and teach the Taita and put it out for him very clearly. As Rashi brings the beginning of Parshish Mishpat, just like a prepared table with food that's ready to eat, bring and explain the halachans in such a way that it should be fully understood. So this is even more than by a mitzvah. Especially by learning, when you want him to understand ideas, it has to be fully explained. So that's what Chazal tell us usually. But then there's a flip side to this. on the other hand, Oy Bayid If a Yid knows, as sleep, gewisse unvermeidliche that for certain unavoidable reasons, that the ungeheubene mitzvah nicht kann geime sein. The mitzvah that he begins, he will not be able to complete it. So he may say to himself, so let me not even start this mitzvah at all. So he may not hold himself back from going ahead to start this mitzvah and to at least fulfill that portion of the mitzvah that is possible for him. And as we find the case was by Moshe Rabbeinu. As er at the Gimel Ari Miklot in Evera Yarden, that Moshe Rabbeinu went and separated the three cities of the Ir Miklot, the Ari Miklot, and the other side of the Yarden, on the east side of the Yarden, outside of Herz Israel, even though they will not be active, they won't absorb anyone that killed someone accidentally that has to run into the Ir Miklot until. The ones in Eretz the three cities of refuge in Eretz will be separated. So why did he separate these that he had an opportunity to do, but they won't have any effect? It's not active yet. So he said, whatever I can fulfill, I will do right now. So we see that Moshe Rabbeinu was ready to begin a mitzvah, even though he knew for a fact that he will not be able to complete the mitzvah. Okay, so now the Rebbe comes back over here to the way this is by the Tzvardeye here, but with one more introduction. We move on, so now it's understood, as a suffix in them. Sometimes there's a situation where there's a doubt in the matter regarding completing the mitzvah. Can you complete the mitzvah? How do you complete the mitzvah? And the Rebbe gives two examples. Was is gemar ushleim a mitzvah? When it's not clear what exactly is the completion of the mitzvah. So when it comes to mitzvahs, like the mitzvah of tzedakah, is kol amar reza meshubach. So over here, regarding such a mitzvah, a person shouldn't say, if I can't give $10,000 to tzedakah and I can't complete this mitzvah, if there's a kala, for example, and there's a mitzvah of achnasas kala and I can't cover the costs of the wedding completely, so I'm not going to do anything. You give as much as you can, and the more you can add, the more praiseworthy it is. That's over there in a situation where you have a doubt regarding, how much of the mitzvah is demanded of you to do? Even if you can't complete the entire mitzvah, the more you do, the better it is. Aber, but then you have a different situation, sort of the opposite. By, von Malchus, by a mitzvah similar to malkus, lashes. When a yid is chayiv malkus, is over there the tater says, that the lashes that he has to be hit is the exact amount, but you may not add even one more. You're not allowed to hit an Jew according to some in commentaries is the Chachamim interpreted the Pshat in the Pasik when it says in the Tere lashes the number that says in the Tere is Arbaim and the Chachamim interpreted in the meaning of the words of the Pasik that it really means 39 and not 40 Mitzad Pen Yosef because of the concern that if the if you will say that you actually give 40, you may add more than what the title means that you should give. So therefore you give 39, not to add one that he doesn't deserve. Right, so over here in such a situation where you have a suffix, what the mitzvah is, so over here Chachamim come and say, we have two ways that the the words of the Pasuk. When it says, Either that could mean literally 40, or we can interpret the mitzvah to be less, 39. So in other words, how are we going to complete this mitzvah? What is the taitch of the pasach in order to complete the mitzvah? So over here, you have to be machmer and say that it means 39, in order not to add something, pen yasef, to add more than what you're not supposed to hit him. So we see that when it comes to the concept of to finish a mitzvah, sometimes it's impossible for a person to finish a mitzvah, and you just have to add as much as possible. And sometimes, actually, because of a concern that when you add, it'll be more than what you're supposed to do, so therefore... So we just say, leave it at what it is. Don't give a, a, a malchus more than what's necessary. So the Rebbe will apply this over here regarding the Makkah of Tverdaya on a few levels. Now over here, re- regarding the Makkah of Tverdaya, we're also talking about a Makkah, about an Enoch of hitting and punishing, plaguing the Mitzvahim. So the plague has to be exactly what it is, but you can't plague them more than what they deserve, more than what Hashem says. Okay, well, but the Rebbe introduces this in the beginning. In, 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 there's different stages of how this is brought here. Let's see. Al is the Rashi. So similar, we can understand the difference between the two pirushim that Rashi brings here. Ashton pirish According to the first pshat Rashi says, that it was just one sfardeya that came out when Aaron hit his his, his uh, stick on the nilos. As Arne, in the tzvardim, they, yes, Aaron uh, did accomplish the Hales at that he brought up all the svardim as Rashi explained, because this one Zvardia split and splashed into many Zvardim. But the real point of this Makkah, which is to plague all the mitzvahim wherever they were to cover the entire Mitzvim, is gekommen spete, durach that the continuation of the fulfillment of this Makkah came through those that hit the Svardeia and then it spread and covered the entire Mitzrayim. So in that sense, Aaron didn't fully complete the actual plague to cover Mitzrayim. <laughs> But according to the second Kumtais, it comes out as Arnat ganzen Gansen Aaron was the one that he placed his hand or his, his stick on the Nilus and this all the swarms of the Sfardem came out through him. Which covered the entire Eretz Mitzrayim. Okay, so it would seem like that according to the first shot, Aaron did not complete the mitzvah, and according to the second shot he did. But the truth is that's not that's not the Pshat here. Even according to the first shot. Aaron did complete the mitzvah in a different way, depends how you look at it, because over here, this is a kind of a mitzvah that has different aspects to it and therefore it's not so clear what is considered to be the completion of the mitzvah. So here, there's the way we look at this mitzvah according to Pshat, and there's the way we look at this mitzvah that he has of tzvardaya to bring the Tzvardeya Mitzrayim according to the Madrash. And the Rabbi explains two different points here. First, the Rebbe says, If we look at what this Makov Tzvardeya was, so there's two points here. Number one, Aleph Be Very simply, what's the Tzvardeya? Makov and Nigov Le Right now, this is to hit or to plague the Mitzrayim. The Far Be Pshutoy Hot Arein Abgetan Alles. In the simple shot in the second shot, Rashi is explaining that if you want to say that Aaron completed the makkah, the only way to explain how he completed the full plaguing of the entire Mitzrayim is to say that when he placed his stick on the nilos, all the swarms of the Tzfardei that will cover the entire Mitzrayim came out. So according to the simple pshat, that's the only way how he completes it. But babies, but then there's another pointer to the makkah. It's not just about the plague itself. The whole point of the Makkah was that Parish should get the message. And that Parish should learn from this something. So the point is not even the plague itself. So whether Aaron is completing that this plague itself covers the whole Mitzrayim or not. And in this case he didn't so as far as the actual mak itself he didn't but the mak itself is not even the point though the point is what parin will darshan afterwards what parin will the message party will take out afterwards that he has to send the Eden out of mitzrayim so we could say that what arin did he accomplished this even according to the medrash if, you, if you're going to look not at the physical, literal plague that's happening right now, but at what the plague is supposed to accomplish, that's the medrish aspect of it, what, Are, what, what Parai that is, will learn from this plague, so that Aaron did accomplish. But as this is gewen Noch and oisechullu. What Aaron did was, he brought this massive frog that brought about this unusual event in Mitzrayim that caused Parai to ask, what's going on over here? Uh, that, so who, what caused Parai to ask what's going on over here? This, that Aaron did. Even though the actual development of the plague itself was not directly through Aaron, But this that brought uh, uh, Paret to ask what's going on over here is attributed all to Aaron. So that's one way out to put it. In Andre Werter, or the Rebbe says we could say this also in different words. Going back now to the, to the actual command. The way the uh, Eivishter commands Aaron to bring up this Makkah <speaking> in Mitzrayim. <Hebrew> hadrash if you explain Teireh, expounding and not literal. It's according to the So therefore we could understand also the command when it says Vahal that you, Adam, bring up the Tzvardim in the plural term. Not necessarily does it mean that the Ebishta actually wants that Aaron should be the one to bring up all the swarms of the Tzvardim. Why does it matter if he's gonna be the actual one to bring up all the Tzvardim or not? It could also mean that Adam will bring up one Sfardeya, and other swarms will come out afterwards. Because again, according to what the Rebbe says before, if you're learning the Pshat of the Pasig, so then Vahalas at Sfardim literally means we're focusing on the actual plague now not the message that you're supposed to take from the plague, was po- focusing on the actual plague. So if the plastic says, at it's saying a plural term, and we're focusing on the plague itself, so then it means Aran has to bring up all the swarms of the plague. That's the mitzvah. But if it says, at according to the drash of the pasuk, the drash is that there's a certain point of this makkah that comes afterwards, that par is going to darshan, that party is going to ask, what's going on over here? So mitzad that in, lav lavdafke has to bring all the swarms of the swarms, just bringing up this one massive swarm is what causes Parei to ask the question of what's going on over here so therefore we could say that it's them in the pasig is Lavdafk. It doesn't have to be translated Kipshuta if you're looking at the point of the market that comes afterwards and now going back to the second point that the Rebbe said before since what are we speaking about over here we're speaking about hitting and plaguing the mitzvim similar to what the Rebbe brought before regarding Malkus is Botsri. so therefore over here Aaron says, let me refrain, let me do the the, the minimum that's necessary. And, and therefore he accepted and he said that what the Ebi means is, that the mitzvah is that I'm going to bring up one Tzfardeia, and therefore there's no concern that they'll be adding to the plague more than what he has to do. The E-Bishter tells him, it could be it means so as far as the plague his hitting his involvement in hitting the midstream is only one whatever results afterwards Ebi'shter does not mean that he should do so therefore Hakri at Hakri hit more than what Ebi'shter tells him again similar to what we find by Malchus you're not allowed to hit more when the Titus says so when you have two ways how to interpret a pasuk like by our bohem you say your machmer and you say that it means 39. Over here as well, you have two ways how to interpret what the Ebishtah meant. So Aaron said, I'll bring up just one Tzvardea, the minimum. Rebbe concludes here with the lesson that we could learn from the two ways of what Aaron did to fulfill his mitzvah of bringing the The Deherah from the Beide Pirushimis. So the lesson we can take from both of these interpretations of Rashi. From the Me'ashton Pirish, as Aaron had only brought from the first p'shat, that Aaron only did the minimum that he was able to do in this case, and so the rest of the mitzvah, there's a suffik about the rest of it, and he can't do the rest of it. There's a chash, he might add more than he asked for, so he could only do the minimum, and the rest is going to have to happen on its own. Lanpin up from this we learn as oy purani makalim kach. If this is so, when it comes to a negative, to punishing, that when the Elisha gives you a mitzvah for punishing, so even though you won't be able to do the full punishment completely, the whole plague of a tachas is not going to be you, but nevertheless you do whatever you can. Kach alachas How much more so when it comes to a mitzvah in the positive, as me must bavaran lehem chashash penigra. That we have to forewarn and we have to be careful not to do less than what's demanded of you. Even if it's a situation where you think that I can't do it fully, but that doesn't mean that you should refrain of doing it completely. Pen Yigra, you can't do less than what's demanded of you and what of what you could do. from the second shot of Rashi, what do we learn out? as Arinad going to the mitzvah. According to the second pshat, it comes out that Aaron completed the mitzvah, and even in the literal sense, Aaron, there was no sfekis about this. According to the simple pshat, there's no sfekis. By the esat zfardim means that you should bring up all the zfardim. So therefore, it's, it, it means all. So we're gonna say that he Taker brought up all. Up and there, so here you have the lesson. As we dafzach mishadlozayin to tana mitzvah b'shelim Musa mitchilasa ve'atzeifa ugmara. One should make an effort to fulfill a mitzvah completely. You start it, finish it, all the way to the end. And, if we're dealing with, for example, in their <Hebrew> mitzvahs, if we're dealing with being the karav of another yid to tell mitzvahs, and being the karav him to learning tayre is more important than everything else, as I' ever pointed out before, finishing off regarding learning, giving him the full understanding is even more important regarding learning. Don't be satisfied with this, that you take a yid to the first step of being, bringing him closer to mitzvahs. Complete it. Take it till the very end. Talk to him, deal with him, and elevate him. Until he should come to the point that he should fulfill what it says. Bring him to the highest level. That's what we learn from the second shot of Rashi but now returning from the point to the point that we see from the first Pshad hmm. if however he is in a situation that he could only begin the mitzvah if he's in a situation that you only have the opportunity to begin the bringing this seed closer to the mitzvah Right? So, you, for example, you see a yid on the street, and you're able to put him on phone one time, and you don't know when else you'll meet him, or what else you'll ever be able to tell him. So you may think to yourself, What is the as a And what's the point of beginning, of, of getting involved with this person? nit mit You won't know what the final accomplishment here will be. es who knows what will what will come out from this later? Where where will end up? of come to and therefore for this we have the lesson mentioned before as a mitzvah akemena. Whatever could be done, you have to do. Over here, Aaron, according to the pshat of the 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 pshat actually, uh, again, no, according to the medrash's pshat. So Aaron had this this doubt, this suffix, ha, ha, Could I complete this mitzvah? for the point of the medroshe of the mitzvah could i complete it could i not and therefore he had to minimize and only do the one zvardeya but so he did whatever he was able to and in general even more so more general point here. one does not have to get involved in these kinds of calculations why would you have to start thinking about hashem's hidden matters that what will happen with this seed later this is not your job this is your occupation to think about these things you have to begin the steps and the process and do whatever you can. This will can whatever it's possible. And even more, if you will do whatever is possible for you, is the Heavish Himself will come and combine this and bring this that it should be fully materialized in action. The avisher is and that up. de The himself will take that beginning, the first step, the good thought, and even the first step that you did, and will then materialize it. That it should be fully fulfilled. That it should be fully like a shochan, like of demands. the avisher is going the mitzvah. When it's the avisher that completes the mitzvah for you, vetas abgetan on The avisher completes it without any restrictions and without any limitations. and ilu the ultimate the greatest level of bringing a yid closer to Asha.